Is it a bed? Is it a plane? No, it is your comics. And I'm in June. June, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty good. So today we're covering the new comic book releases for July 15th, uh, 2020. And we're going to start it off with DC Comics. And from them we have Aquaman number 61, Catwoman number 23. This is the one that's got Sean Gordon Murphy co-writing and oh. also doing the covers for it. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's going to be good. Uh, I really like Jolie Jones' beginning of her arc and the, the whole Villahermosa thing. But it kind of got turned into like it a Walking a Dead. Than I and it was yeah. weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't need the zombie stuff yeah, but i'm excited to see how this goes now. Yeah. and isn't jolie jones moving on to something else uh, i'm sure she is okay I, yeah. I couldn't remember if we had said previously or not uh and then there's uh daphne byron number six uh dark knight's death metal number two number one was really good i'm kind of glad that the pieces are coming together because i've been seeing a bunch of art for like i guess like a year now or whatever yeah. and um there was this figure that looked like a shriveled like decayed corpse zombie that was burning Swamp Thing. Oh, fuck! They're burning the rainforest, or he's burning. <gasps> no! Yeah. I love Swamp Thing. I yeah. feel like I've only really encountered him in um, Justice League Dark. Yeah. Well, no. Because you read, read some I of the... Read part of you the read the Alan, Alan Moore, Moore stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But did I read all of that or not? I can't remember. Did you read it to Anatomy Lesson and all that? Yeah, I I'm sure you did. So. I think I he made was, you read like, that. In this um, lab area. Yeah, that was. Okay, yeah. so I read the whole thing then. Yeah, you probably read that. At least that first issue. I read whatever you had downloaded already. Yeah, you read. Did you read like a little like an arc basically of it? I don't know. It was like sixty pages or something. Okay, so then you read long. the arc. You read the two page the two first stories he did, which was like okay. the he basically finished up what was being written by I think Lynn Ween. Yeah. I think Lynn Ween wrote that. And, and then Swamp Thing hadn't gotten out of the lab yet, but like he, yeah. he killed that guy. By yeah. Way, spoiler, sorry guys. Well, no, that's... Er, er, Everybody knows it, Anatomy Lesson is like one of the more well-known okay. Alan Moore it Swamp Thing comics. It was really good, but like... Yeah. I read that, and I read it because I missed Swamp Thing from Justice League Dark, but that just wasn't a title for me. And like, I don't know, I love Swamp Thing. Yeah. He makes me happy. Well, that was the other thing. Like, Alan Moore reinvented him to like... To be this creature that thought he was Alec Holland, but he's not actually. He's just like right. this, like spirit of the swamp. And then he also, like, I mean, he's immoral. You should, you see, in Anatomy Lesson, he fucking comes back, yeah. and fucks them up for it too. It, it's, like, it's good. I would definitely love to see yeah. Swamp Thing stuff in the future. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what's really sad is that show got canceled like after oh, the first season, but I, I think it's coming back now. It's so, like because it's coming on CW now. I'll have to and watch that. I wonder if it's on one of our streaming services. It is. It's on, uh, I think, the HBO one. If it's not on the HBO one, then we have it on Disney, oh, no, Disney on uh, the, the DC streaming okay. platform. Okay. Anyways, uh, and then we have Justice League number 49. Uh, and then we have Looney Tunes 255. Metal Men number 8. Nightwing number 72. I'm looking forward to that. That's a tie-in to the Batman... Uh, uh, not Batman. The Joker War. Okay. Uh, but it seems like... We're going to get Punchline versus Nightwing, at least uh, if when you look at the, the cover of it. It's so, fun. did you ever get around to reading the Joker 80th anniversary thing? Yeah, uh, not yet, no. Okay, so I can't give you any spoilers, but, like, Punchline's origin story is really, really good, good, and she's okay. a badass bitch. And, no, like, her against Nightwing, I think, will be really fun. That's good. Uh, and then we have uh, Strange Adventures number three, which I'm looking forward to reading. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 12, that's uh, ending. Uh, Teen Titans number 43, and then we move on to Boom Studio. And from them, we have Faithless, uh, 
part two, issue number two. So like they, okay, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're the sequel. The sequel. Two yeah. The sequel. I'm looking forward to reading all of these. These are so, I, I know that they're not for you, but they're for no, me and yeah. I love them. Uh, and even, I love the story. Like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like juicy, sexy bullshit in there. I but think that's for a you, really it kind story. of spices it up and gives yeah. it like a change of pace from yeah. like the punching and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Well, and, and it's about magic and it has a sort of like a realistic approach to like magic and all. And, and yeah. it's, it's good. It's, the only difference is their magic has physical manifestations. Yeah, which is where ours is more mental. Yeah. But. Um, and then we have Jim Henson's Dark Crystal Age of Resistance number nine. Uh, and then we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number fifty-one, Once in Future number nine, Red Mother number six, and then from Dynamite Comics we have Betty Page number one. Betty Page, the queen of pinups, was known equally for her fierce fashion modeling and her bold nude pictorials. The black bag edition, available only as a variant for the first issue of Betty Page, features the same great story but with a rare risque photo cover of the original bombshell posing and her all-natural beauty. I've seen this photo uh, that's on the cover, and mm-hmm. I've seen it unedited, and it's like really good. So if you're into Buddy Page, it's the way to go. It's a it's, it's a, a classic. It's like the barrel bang. Yeah, right. Ra- okay. Yeah, barrel bangs. Um, the bright, uh, red lip. not bright, but like that dark kind of matinee. A lot of her photos were in black and white. Um, okay. Uh, and she, uh, they had to be by necessity because, uh, uh, well, not necessarily. Basically, the average camera person during the time that she was alive probably didn't have access to color photo photography. Ah. Uh, she uh, would have had to gone to these special clubs, mm-hmm. and um, the guys would have had to. Uh, it would have been about like ten guys in a room taking photos of her at one time uh, during certain parts of this, because uh, there was obscenity laws, and so uh, she would wear like lingerie and she would move into certain positions. And like, uh, there's a Betty Page like movie, and and one of the scenes the guy tells Betty Page she's like. We can't take photos of you right now because we can see your quote unquote beaver. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is gonna be one of the least attractive names I've heard for it. You've never heard it called beaver before? I've never oh heard yeah, it called no, a that's beaver. that oh is. Oh my goodness, that's an old school term for it. Is beaver? Oh, that's yeah. not okay. Yeah. When I think, beaver, I mean, if I we think, think about hairy it, and I think a tail. Well, like, it's hairy. It fit. is hairy. I, I mean, know, it, but it was like, back I in the day. I think it would fit a man better, but because there was no shit back in the fucking day, you had fucking like safety razors and your dad's fucking like straight razor. Oh, Who the gosh. fuck's gonna take that to no. their private areas? You know no. what I'm saying? Like Way that would be curves down there. Yeah, man, it's like it's not oh, happening. Goodness. So back in the day, it was just like nothing. Like everybody was all natural. Yeah. And that's fine, but like. There had to be a more flattering animal to come up with. I don't know, man. That's what they think. I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess there's there's the cat comparison that you know. I guess has been made forever. I guess. Anyways, then we have Red Sonia, Age of Chaos, number five. Uh, Red Sonia, Vampirella, Betty Veronica, number eleven. Uh, then we have Scare, uh, Sacred Six, number one. Uh, this looks pretty cool. Spinning on the uh, the current hit series Vampirella, four women are lured to rural Georgia as part of a mysterious scheme to defend an impoverished farming town which finds itself under siege by zealots. But this isn't just any impoverished farming town, and these aren't just any four women. All new Draculinian uh, Pantha and Nyx and Chastity have been brought together uh, in Ashthorn in an effort to avert all-out war against nearby sacred Georgia, but Ashthorn has, decre- has deadly secrets. Uh, sacred has a 
deadly purpose and lurking in the shadows is Lilith, the immortal sorceress and mother to Vampirella. Oh, man. Uh, I think, it, like, I guess if somebody was really passionate about it, it could be a good, like, written work. Because the art looks good. But I'm not sure how the writing's going to be. Because a lot of these uh, Vampirella things are real fucking shabby. Yeah, I don't hold up a lot of hope for yeah. those. The fact that, like, you're down on it. I'm not going to... I'm I'm probably not going to read it, but I am almost want to. Like, I want to care. But I don't think it's going to be good. I'll probably, I'll probably look at it and regret that I did that. Uh, and then we have Vampirella number 11. Uh, and Vampirella number 30, it's a 1973 replica edition, okay. and it's $7. Uh, and we have from IDW, Disney Comics and Stories, number 13, Snake Eyes, Dead Game, number 1. Uh, Snake Eyes has long been the mis- most mysterious member of the G.I. Joes, but how long can he keep his past classified when he's forced to play his hand? Will he get a lucky roll, or will the Dead Game finally catch up to him? So, yeah. uh, and then we have Star Trek Deep Space Nine: Too Long a Sacrifice, number one. Uh, I thought you were gonna uh, say too long of a title. No, <laughs> you can't say that about a Star Trek thing. They, <laughs> they deserve a long title. Uh, then we have uh, Death Cast its Shadow as a uh, constable Otto. Odo uh, searches for truth amid a web of treachery and lies. Everyone on the promenade has a motive for the murder, but be it vengeance, justice, or old-fashioned greed, legendary Star Trek scribes Scott Tipton and David Tipton team up with noir artist Greg Scott for first Deep Space Nine comic book series in a decade. Uh, Which is kind of cool. I mean, it's interesting to look at, like, a way of using Star Trek. It's a detective story. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, have you ever seen Deep Space Nine? Nope. Okay. I like know the title because I've heard it in the zeitgeist. So Deep Space Nine it. differs from the regular Star Trek um, lore because it is not a uh, a craft that is moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, space station, Deep Space Nine. Okay. It is an uh, around uh, this planet that was being. Uh, exploited by another alien race for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just now, like, colonialization is basically ending on the planet. And, okay. and so these people are, like, kicking back their, their the reins of their own society. And Deep Space Nine is there as this, like, spaceport where people, you know, park their shit. And they go in there and have misadventures. But on the planet, there's also, like, this, this sub-story about basically, like, how, how this other alien race mistreat them. And it's an interesting look at, like, colonialism and imperialism yeah. as, like, a, uh, a force that, like, exists in the universe and not just on Earth. Like, right. Like, what it would be like if what happened to India happened to, like, a whole fucking planet, you know? Like, it sounds interesting. Because that's basically what, the way they made it, it it's, it's made out to be, is that, like, these colonial oppressors show up, which is what they the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the British did to the uh, Indians, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, the eventually, you know, you, you get this person that rises up and, and they take back their freedom and there's independence, which India has less of that, I guess. They're still attached to the queen. I think they they sold the queen on their money. Much the same way the Canada does. Yeah. I think they still recognize her as, like, the uh, overall queen. But it's still a good thought process to, like, think through that. Yeah, it is. It's just, on a grand scale of a planetary matter, it's it's very interesting, I think. Uh, So, anyways. And then, and of course, the the, the main person left to, like, oversee the planet as it does transfer is, like, 
one of the the alien sort of bad guys, but like he's an interesting person all of his own. He's not okay. like he's he's complex. I, I find. All right, it's that's good because I don't like those flat characters, yeah. especially if it's going to yeah. be like a leader that's in charge of that much yeah. responsibility. Yeah, he's he's an interesting person. He he toes the line between like yeah, he's a total prick to like I see why he did that. Right. Kind of things. So, um, all right. Then we have Star Wars Adventures number thirty-two, TMNT ongoing number one hundred six, Transformers eighty-four, Secrets and Lies number one. So this is based off of the nineteen eighty-four Transformers mm -hmm. uh, TV series, I suppose. Uh, Simon Furman returns, uh, the beloved writer, accompanied by the equally accomplished uh, Guido Guidetti and John Paul Bolov. So sorry. Returns to tell the new tale in the original Transformer comic universe. Hot off the heels of the successful Transformers 84-0 one-shot as the Cybertronian Civil War rages, Decepticon scientist Shockwave has encountered a new obstacle in the Decepticon's victory and an subjugation of the planet, an object called Megatron, who is one of the main, like... Uh, bad guys. Okay. Uh, and, and I was on. never really into Transformers. Like I remember when the yeah. movies came out. I, I was so toys, Transformers. Um, I was never into the original Transformers because it was too old for me okay. at the time. I never it wouldn't it wasn't on the air when I was a kid. But they did have uh, Transformers. Uh, it was Beast Wars or something like that. But there was like basically instead of transforming uh, into cars they transformed into animals and they were on a planet that was like very jungle-esque and then when they would go to fight each other they would transform into their like robot form uh i really liked that uh bumblebee uh becomes cheetah i think in that okay. or some shit That's and, not and all i know by the way is bumblebee i think i, I think it's not he's not Bumblebee in that. I no, think it's but, like, that's but the, the but that's it. basically that I think yeah. that character. I remember getting the Transformer version of the Cheetah one and uh I I got him to be not a Cheetah to get him to be like the Transformer right. version. And I could never figure out how to get him back without my mom's help because I was a real little kid. Aww. And then he had as part of his weaponry was a squirt gun. Okay. On his arm, which I thought was really cool. And uh, I don't know if anybody else remembers Beast. I guess I think it was called Beast Wars, but like it was it was digital animation from we're talking the '90s. So like for me at the time, I was like, "Whoa, this looks awesome!" Right. I'm sure if I looked at it now, I'd be like, "Wow, that looks really bad." I remember my step nephew being into that stuff, and like mm -hmm. all the boys were into it. But like I was into Sky Dancers. Yeah, which I is was, the girl version. I was a stereotypical like, girl. Yeah. My Little Pony and, and Transformers occupied the same yeah. sort of space for. It hit my sister a little bit differently, but my sister's nine years older than me, and she was born in the '80s. Yeah. So like, that kind of almost makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it was very popular back then too. So. Anyways, then we have Image Comics, and from them we have 20XX, number 5, Die, 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 number 11, Family Tree, number 7, Gideon Falls, number 23, uh, Ludocrats, number 3, Moonshine, number 19, Old Guard, Force Multiplied, number 5, Savage Dragon, number 250. Eric Larson's Savage Dragon hits issue 250. For 28 years, Eric Larson has chronicled the lives and times of Dragon and his extended family in one of comics' only series set in real time. A monumental oversized milestone, basically they keep up with the times, mm -hmm. uh, oh, so milestone issue is, sweeping with, is a sweeping culmination that sets the stage for the next phase of comics' most uncompromising series with its most shocking story yet. Forced forces have con 
conspired against Malcolm Dragon and his family, but is this a turning point or the end to find out as Savage Dragon becomes the second original Image comic title to reach 250 issues and begins the countdown to 300? Uh, Savage Dragon's pretty interesting. Uh, I read a few issues as a kid. I haven't really read any, like, you know, more recently. Uh, but it's definitely, like, it was more adult. At the time, I remember thinking, wow, this was, like, really adult for a comic book. My yeah. dad bought it. He's buying that. He bought Lady Death and a bunch of other, like, of the sort of original wave of, of indie comics that were, uh, like, the image ones and all. Right, and yeah. uh, I think now I would like it a lot. I need to read it at some point. Mm-hmm. And just sit down and read through them all. But it's a lot. And, like, like you know, 250 issues is nothing to... to Balk at. Right. So we have uh, 20 from Marvel Comics. We have 2020 I Wolverine number one. Uh, then we have Amazing Spider Man number 44. Uh, we have Avengers number 34. Captain Marvel number 17. Uh, Conan Battle for Serpent Crown number three. Empire number one of six. Uh, this is the event of the summer for Marvel. This is okay. really kind of cool. Because I read issue zero. Yeah. But then there was something Empire Magazine that yeah. was downloaded, and I didn't know if I needed to read that or not. Uh, I don't think you have to. Okay. Uh, the Kree and the Scroll have united under a new emperor, and their war fleet is on a collision course with our world. On the moon, the Avengers are ready to strike with the full power of Earth's mightiest heroes. Approaching from outer space, the Fantastic Four are seeking a diplomatic solution. If the two teams can't work together to save the day, things can only get worse. Uh, and then we have Fantastic Four number 21. I missed uh, them. I know that like you weren't loving the story, but I missed them. Yeah. I got Captain Marvel coming up too, because you that's mentioned good. that earlier, so it's nice. Uh, then we have Giant Size X-Men Magneto number one. I'm looking <gasps> really forward to this. Ooh. Jonathan Hickman continues his one-shot showcasing some of Marvel's best artists. This time he teams up with Ben Oliver of Ultimate X-Men and Thunderbolts fame to bring a tale of Krakoan and ba- of the Krakoan Bat Ambassador and Masters of Magnetism, Magneto. Krakoa may be the only maybe only be for mutants, but mutants still need to deal with the human world around them. Magneto has a plan for that. <laughs> Magneto's always had a plan for the humans. Uh, Then we have Guardians of the Galaxy number four, which I'm looking forward to. That was really good. It got kind of cut short because like it was only three issues out. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Then we have Immortal Hulk number 35. Looking forward to getting back into that. That was a very interesting arc. Uh, There's a lot of really good Marvel stuff coming out this week. It is. Uh, Then we have. I think they were holding back for a little bit. Yeah. But, like, hey, I'm totally down to be bombarded with it. Then we have Strike Force number eight. And rounding us out for the end of the month, we have Venom number 26. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, like, so you'll download things, yeah. and then I'll, like, go check, and I'll yeah. see what I haven't read yet, because we read a lot of the same titles, and I'm like, I read Venom 25, didn't I? And I had to go on my Goodreads and check, my, like, oh, yeah, I read that forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> I read it forever ago. I need a new Venom title. Oh, God. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, that is it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Zero Comic Books. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Joseph underscore Lawhorn. That's L-A-W-H-O-R-N. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Zero Supervision Comics. Uh, or you can go on Amazon.com and buy a t-shirt or a hoodie there. Where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Lawhorn underscore June. Bye, guys. Bye.